Hello, and welcome to the York County Economic Alliance podcast series. I'm your host, Jason McSherry, and today I would like to welcome Brian Blair, CEO of the York Fair and York Expo Center. Brian, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Jason. Good to be with you. It is hard to believe that we are closing in on the 2021 York State Fair already. Um, before we get too far along, let's just talk about the fair itself. You know, if there's somebody that's listening that has never been to the fair or isn't familiar with it, what is it? What all does it entail? How long has it been taking place? And, and what are some of the things that draw people to it every year? Well, the York State Fair is America's first fair. Uh, we're, we call ourselves and we are America's oldest fair. We were started in 1765. So uh, even before the United States was formerly a country, uh, the York Fair was being held. Uh, we are a, an 89-acre property, uh, 13 buildings. Um, the fair itself runs for 10 days. Uh, traditionally, it's been in September. Uh, we recently announced changing the date. This will be the first year that we've moved the fair to July. Uh, and pretty much when you think about a fair, we have all of those components. We have uh, the, the livestock and the farming agriculture aspect of the fair. Uh, we have arts and crafts and uh, all of those types of exhibits at the fair. Midway, full of rides and games, all of the fair food, big uh, headline concerts on our grandstand, uh, fun entertainment that's that's wholesome enter entertainment for the entire family. And you know, fairs are all about showcasing agriculture and industry and community. And even though we call ourselves the York State Fair, uh, as a lot of people like to point out on social media, York is not a state. So how can you be a state fair? Uh, we think that that connotation kind of sets us apart from some of the other fairs in Pennsylvania. Uh, even though Pennsylvania doesn't really have a quote unquote state fair per se, uh, the farm show in Harrisburg kind of fills that role for us. And so we felt like that with the size and scope of our fair by calling ourselves a state fair, it better represents what we are and where we measure up. We're the 35th largest fair in the country based on attendance. So uh, every year they come out with a top 50 ranking and we're 35th. And there's a lot of state fairs and a lot of fairs that say, hey, we're a state fair. We wanted to be part of that. You know, we just feel like it's a better representation of what our fair is. Well, when you rank 35th in the nation in size and you're also America's first fair, uh, I think you get a little leeway with adding that state to it. You know, I mean, there's there's fairs out there, like you said, that are bigger. Uh, you know, there's fairs that have two million people that that come through their gates and during their run, um, and we're at around five hundred and twenty thousand or so. Um, but one of the things that makes us the crown jewel in this industry is the fact that we are America's first fair. Uh, that alone sets York apart from anybody else. And it is quite a history uh, with the fair itself, um, but. With over 200 years of, of that since the first one was held before the country was even formed, uh, we're not going to go all the way back there. But I do want to kind of revisit uh, the most recent fair. Obviously, last year, the fair was canceled due to COVID, uh, as with many other events across uh, our area and the country itself. So when it was held in 2019, it, as you mentioned previously, it was in September and had been in the September timeframe for, for quite a while. So this will actually be the first year that it moves to July. 
what was uh, some of the reasoning that decided to move the fair from that September to a July date? So the board had had a, a, a consultant come in and, and kind of do a study. And this, this consulting firm has worked with fairs all across the country. I worked, at, worked with them at the fair I came from to York uh, in Indiana. And uh, they had been here sometime uh, in 2017. Uh, they, they looked at everything with the fair. They sort of did a, an economic feasibility study and a marketing study and all of that kind of rolled into one. Uh, they're very unique in the way they do that. And over the years, uh, with, with a variety of changes that had happened at the fair, um, the, the fair board was looking for ways to possibly boost attendance and bring it back to what some of the fairs might have been 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, and, and so one of the recommendations from the consulting study was that the fair look at moving the dates from September to July. Um, they found that a lot of people, um, uh, September basically conflicted with school uh, at fairs that are held in the summertime, uh, Delaware State Fair, the Ohio State Fair, the Indiana State Fair, which are all held right in the same time frame or, or just a week or so later than, than our July date. Um, there's a whole lot more participation during the daytime because kids are out of school. Families can come during the day. Uh, there's ways to possibly incentivize that. You know, you make your gate admission a little more affordable or a little cheaper, I guess is the best way to say it. Not affordable. It's affordable now. But, uh, you know, you offer packages for families. You can do things like that during the day until four o'clock or, or things like that to kind of incentivize people to come in and save a few dollars. Um, so, um, that was one of the main focuses. Um, over the last, I think, 10 years or so, as I understand it, uh, Friday night football had really grown in popularity in Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm, I'm told that it wasn't until the last decade or so that a lot of the schools had lights on their football field, which is a total foreign concept to me because, you know, I'm from Kentucky originally and we're not a huge football state by any means, but it's far enough south that Friday nights means high school football and the lights are on at every stadium across the state. And uh, that just kind of seemed a little odd to me, you know, that, that you're thinking about having to play football on Saturdays and on daytimes. Uh, so as that, I think, increased on Friday nights, that was another thing that competed with the fair. Um, on Saturdays, even though it's the beginning of college football season, you can tell a difference here on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday night when Penn State's playing. Even if they're playing their first game of the year against some small school that they're going to kill by, you know, 63 to 6 or something like that, uh, you can tell a difference. I mean, people stay home and they'll watch the football game or they'll come to the fair and go home and watch the football game. Um the other thing was that we can attract better concert acts for the grandstand in July than we can in September. Um, we're able to partner with some other big fairs in this region, and, and that allows these concert acts to route. They, they're always talking about routing, and, and what that basically means is they want to go from one spot to the next concert to the next concert and not have to be on the bus for 14 or 18 hours. They like having those, you know, six or seven or eight hour bus rides and all the costs affiliated with moving their equipment and the trucking and, and the time frame. Uh, and then finally, the weather. Uh, in 2018, you know, out of an 11 day fair, we had five days of rain and they were pretty solid five days of rain, uh, including a complete rain out on our first Sunday. Uh, which is traditionally one of the biggest days. 
of the fair. And, and, and looking at historical weather trends, you know, one of the things about this area is when those hurricanes come ashore in South Carolina or Georgia uh, in September, October, a lot of times they track right up the coast and then the next thing you know, we're getting dumped on for three days. And that's what happened in 2018. Um, so the board decided looking at all those things, hey, what do we got to lose by trying something in July? Let's see how it works. Um, here in Pennsylvania, you know, especially this part of Pennsylvania, people are really resistant to changing things, especially longstanding traditions. Um, and, and it's really been a process where we've had to say, look, you know, Harrington, Delaware is not that far away from us. Uh, you know, Delaware State Fair goes on the exact same time as we do. They have the same weather we have. You know, at, at the end of the day, Columbus, Ohio is about a six or a six and a half hour drive. That's within a day. They're going on the same time we are. So they have the same weather we do. Um, so it works other places. Uh, you hear a lot of people say, well, it's going to be hot. There's so much pavement and, um, you know, you're going to get your, your legs are going to get hot sitting on rides and the air is not going to move. And and it's like, well, you go to amusement parks right up the road all summer long. I can't you know, it's just hard to make that make that rationale work. But um, we're going to try it in July. Uh, we're locked in for three years with our Midway company to do July for the next three years. Uh, and then we'll take a look at it and see see how it worked and, and what didn't work. And that's the beauty of being in this business. You can always tweak things and, you know, make things better. Well, I think the rationale sounds great. I, I think it's a great move for the fair. You know, July is so much more stable weather-wise too. And, you know, you said about the amusement parks, but the other thing too, is you think about it, like whenever you watch a movie and you see somebody going to a fair, it's always a summertime right. event. It's not so much towards the, the fall. Although that does kind of roll me into our next question. And you had mentioned about how the fair has some of the different competitive aspects to it. So moving the fair from September to July, does that kind of change up any of the competitive aspects? So like, you know, for instance, I'm thinking some of the agricultural competitions, some of those things might not be in harvest just yet. So are sure. there a couple changes on the competition side? Oh, absolutely. There will be some changes. Uh, you know, you're not going to see giant pumpkins in July. And, and that's been a big issue with a lot of people, especially on social media. I mean, um, and that's a big thing. You know, I, I get that. Um, but I think there are going to be other things that people will see that you haven't seen in the past. You know, um, September is, is different than July in terms of what's in season. Uh, berries and, and peaches and, and all kinds of things, you know, in the summertime that you don't see in the fall. Um, flowers are still blooming. I mean, flowers still bloom in July. People that I know that uh, are, are big into, into flowers and that sort of thing. I mean, their gardens are blooming now, right? So uh, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a shift, but we're still going to see things. Uh, and, and there's a lot of things that we'll still see that have always been here. Yeah, there's going to be a few things, uh, but we've got a few tricks up our sleeve and, and things that we're planning. And uh, uh, like I've said over the last two years since we announced the state change, just give us a chance, come see what it's going to look like. Uh, I think you're going to be surprised. You know, there's some changes that we're looking at making in Horticulture Hall with, with uh, the way some things look and maybe the way they're displayed. And, and I think when people walk in, they're going to get a, a feel right away that, wow, this is different and it's not a bad different, you know. Um, 
and then I'll add this, you know, the, the one thing I think this fair really needs is a, is a shot of youth. You know, we, we need more things with this fair that showcase the youth in our community. I came here from one of the biggest 4-H fairs in the nation. Uh, they had, um, you know, thousands of kid and kids in 4-H, about 4,000 kids in 4-H in the county. It's a county about about a third of the size of York County population-wise, uh, big 4-H county. Um, and and everything at that fair centered around the 4-H program. Now you still have the concerts and the midway and the food and the animals and, and all of that things. It's just a different different atmosphere. And I'm not saying we can recreate that here. You know, this fair is what it is. It's got a ton of tradition, a, tr a ton of history as we talked about. But I think there's things we can add to it to enhance that. And so last year we had worked with the York County 4-H and York County Extension. Uh, they were going to bring all of their projects to the fair. Now, what that means to most people is, well, okay, I, I, I go to the fair and I see where these kids have worked on these projects, whether it's posters or photos or, or they've made potholders or whatever it is they've done, uh, a ton of different projects. And in prior years, only the top three, the 4-H had their own competition out at the 4-H Center uh, out of Stovertown, and, and um, they would judge those categories, and then they would bring the first, second, and third place to the fair. What we're doing is opening it up to all of those projects. So if there are 15 kids entered in one class, we want all 15 of those kids to have the time and the and the ability to say, here's what I did at the fair. Yeah, it might not have run first, second, or third place, but here's mine, you know. And, and we want them to bring mom and dad and grandpa and grandma and aunts and uncles and everybody to the fair and go, here's mine, you know. Um, that's just one way that we're looking at, at expanding that presence at the fair. So, um, from what I understand at this point, you know, extension is still kind of working their way through all of the all of the protocols and and you know everything with Penn State in terms of getting ramp back up. But we're hopeful that they're going to be here this year and we're going to be able to do that down in Memorial Hall in the Ag Ed Center. Oh, I love that. Uh, you know, seeing the competitions and the the things that people entered and the placements and such like that. That's one of my favorite things about the fair. I enjoy going and seeing that every year. So I love that you're looking to expand that. Um, on that note though, and you mentioned about the extension, not just the 4-H side, but there's a lot of these competitions and entries that are open to basically anybody in, in the county. Mm -hmm. So how do you find out about those different types of competitions and where you can enter mm -hmm. your produce or your uh, creation or item? And that's at www.yorkstatefair.com. Uh, you can go across uh, the top of the, the page and you'll see the menu and go to competitive exhibits. You'll be able to drop down. And from there, it'll lead you into the categories that you need to go into. Aside from the competition side, I know that there's a lot of other activities that take place at the fair. Um, and I want to try to touch on as many of them as I can today. Big one is uh, games, ride, and food. So. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the games and the rides. Uh, what all is there as far as those types of activities at the fair? I know you mentioned Midway, but what types of rides and what types of games do the can somebody expect? Well, uh, we're going to have a brand new Midway provider this year. Uh, a lot of people that might be listening to the podcast may be able to go back to 1979. That's a long time ago. But um, uh, Straight Shows was the Midway provider then. 
so it's been quite a while since Straits has been here. So uh, they're joining us this year. They're the last remaining railroad carnival in America, which, and really in the world. That means they're the last show in the world that travels primarily by train. Uh, there's some questions this year, how that may all work with them and, and things that they're looking at. They're in Florida right now. And by the way, uh, the Florida fairs since um, the 1st of March have been held and they're setting records with attendance. They're setting records with spending. Uh, people are out in droves. So we're hoping that kind of spills over as, as they move north. Uh, but we'll have all the traditional rides, the, the carousel, the Ferris wheel, uh, tilt-a-whirls. I mean, tons of kiddie rides. Uh, somewhere around 50 rides, give or take, uh, typically is, is what we get. Um, might be a little less this year as as we have to spread things out and space things a little differently and give some more room for for queue lines and things like that. Uh, the traditional games, the duck pond, the the throw the ball, the shoot the star, um, you know, the high striker games where you're slamming the hammer and trying to ring the bell like the strong man. Um, all of those, I mean, all of that will be here. Awesome. So not missing a beat on that side. There's going to be plenty of things to do. Not at all. And, and I think people are going to be really pleased with what they see with straight shows. Um, we're excited to have them back. And that's exciting to hear that about the fairs that are being held early here. I think a lot of people are, are really wanting to get back to that feeling of normal and get out and do some things. So I, I hopefully that carries over to ours as well. I think it will. That's we're hoping. All right. So I put this off a little bit here, but let's get to the big one. Everybody in York County, when we talk about the fair, we talk about fair food. So what are some of the amazing things that people are going to have to choose from when they come to the fair for, for food this year? Uh, pretty much everything that you're used to. Uh, there'll be there'll be a few changes. Um, the pandemic has been really hard on a lot of these vendors. Several have gone out of business or uh, between our date change and the pandemic, we're going to see some new people in here uh, and we're going to see some of the traditional longtime favorites too. So everybody shouldn't panic or anything like that. There's going to be plenty to choose from, but you know, you're going to have your choice of just about everything and anything from, from corn dogs to cotton candy and, and everything in between. Uh, we really have some of the best food here um, at, at any fair. Uh, we may not have as much as some other fairs uh, as far as numbers, but what we have is about the best anywhere. You'll still be able to get your stuffed pretzels and, and pizza and, and sticky buns and all of the things, uh, beef sandwiches and, and steak sandwiches and um, crab and everything that people love here, it's going to be back. Awesome. Including the uh, fried Oreo? Oh, yeah. There'll be plenty yeah. of fried stuff here, including Oreos and Twinkies and all <laughs> that good stuff. Well, then you can't go wrong. If, if As long as you got some of those deep fried Oreos, those things are, they just melt when you eat them. Yep. Just put the diet aside for 10 days <laughs> or 11. Yeah, 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another thing that you mentioned about the fair, too, was, and along with like changing the date was about the entertainment and you have an absolutely amazing lineup uh, that's going to be on the Bobcat of your grandstand stage this year. Uh, can you go over some of those a little bit, talk about who all is going to be there and are there still tickets available to some of these? Well, first of all, there are tickets still available. 
so all of those shows, you can go to our website at yorkstatefair.com and get those tickets. Uh, and, and I actually encourage everybody to do that at our website. Don't just go in and Google York State Fair tickets. Type in our address and go there. And, and that's because you want to buy the tickets through us, through our ticketing partner, eTix. What happens is people might go and Google York Fair tickets or York State Fair tickets or Kane Brown at the York State Fair, and they're going to get a result list of about you know, 25 different places right off the bat. And the first two or three won't be us. They're going to be resellers who are going to sell those tickets at a lot more than what they actually go for. Um, so it's important to buy them from us because if we get into a situation ever in the future, like we did last year, we can only refund to people that are the original purchasers. So that's a whole topic for a whole nother podcast, but trust me, it's not anything to do with us making money or anything like that. It's about taking care of our customers. So you got to buy them through us to get the best customer service. Um, so um, on, on Friday night, we had Sam Hunt scheduled. Uh, he postponed about a week ago, two weeks ago until 2022. Uh, as we're recording this podcast, we do have a, an act confirmed to replace on that Friday night, but we haven't announced it yet, so I can't give you the scoop. Sorry. Uh, it'll be on our website. We're hoping to announce that May the 7th is, is what we're shooting for. Uh, there's a lot that goes into getting prepared to announce and you got to go through all these phases to get permission from the management of the artist and make sure you've got it all worded right and the pictures right and all that. So uh, it's going to be a good show. Uh, the, the Sam Hunt tickets, we are offering refunds if people want those. Uh, if not, you can hang on to those until next year. Uh, he's going to be here the Friday night, July 22nd to open the fair next year. Uh, on Saturday night this year, we have REO Speedwagon and Sticks taking everybody back to the 80s, uh, late 70s and 80s. Um, that's a show that rolled over from last year, from 20 uh, into 21. Uh, Sunday night, uh, we're really pumped. We brought Pitbull in. Uh, it, from everything I've been told, we've not ever tried anything like this. So um, this is a little bit outside the norm for our fair to bring in an artist like this. And we're really pumped to try this out and see what happens and see if we can uh, attract some people to the fair that maybe have felt like in the past, there's nothing for them here. Uh, we wanna bring in a different, a different genre of music and, and, and try to, to make some inroads in, into the community and say, hey, we're, we're here for everybody. Uh, Monday night, it will be our biggest show as far as, as ticket sales. Kane Brown, who is just, I mean, becoming the latest superstar uh, in the country music uh, industry. Uh, Tuesday night, we do uh, Triple Play Tuesday. Triple Play Tuesday, a tongue twister, which is uh, sort of a, a thing that we created a few years back where we take uh, three 80s hair bands and put them on the same bill. So you're not going to find kicks and skid row and warrant on the same bill, probably anywhere else this year. It'll be the only time you'll see those three bands. So uh, it's a good time. Um, Wednesday night, uh, we're doing, we're bringing back something that, that hasn't been here for a few years. Uh, Battle of the Bands used to be a really big thing here. Uh, and uh, so we've partnered with Rocky, uh, the radio station Rocky, to uh, bring that, and they're they're handling all of the entries, and and we'll have I think three or four bands uh, in the finals that night, and then we're bringing in a, a Led Zeppelin tribute act that is known throughout the world called Get the Lead Out, uh, and if you're familiar with Led Zeppelin at all, these guys sound just like them. You won't even know that it's not them, uh, and that's a free show. So uh, all of that's free on Wednesday night. Thursday is uh, Casting Crowns, which is 
probably one of the best-selling contemporary Christian groups in history. Uh, they're among the top 20 every year in ticket sales worldwide, and that's for all music. So uh, they're known throughout the world, and, and we're real thrilled to have them with us. Friday night, um, we're doing uh, a couple of local bands, one who's made it big and another that's on their way. Uh, Hailstorm will, will be here on Friday night with Small Town Titans. Uh, people may say, well, who's that? Well, they're the band from York that did a cover of The Grinch a few years ago uh, that's got three or four million views on YouTube. So uh, we're kind of kind of excited to have sort of a homegrown homecoming of, of York rock that night. Saturday uh, is for kids. We're doing Blippi, the musical. Uh, that'll be a, a six o'clock show for families. Uh, if you've got small kids, you know who Blippi is. Um, and yes, I'll say it, it's not the real Blippy. We've seen that and heard that, you know, it's not the real guy. Well, no, it's not, but your three-year-old probably isn't gonna know uh, if you're sitting in the crowd and it's a guy who looks like Blippy and sounds like Blippy and wears the same clothes Blippy wears. So um, we're trying to do something for all ages. And then Sunday, we'll wrap it up with the uh, demolition derby on Sunday afternoon. So. Uh, it's the first year in a long time that there's not been a single night with nothing on the stage. And that was one of my goals when I when I came here to York. I'm like, we can't have dark nights on the stage. There's there's enough music out there and enough different types of music out there. We can have something for everybody. Um, really, the only one thing we're missing this year is uh, more of a classic or a, a 90s country. Uh, and we just ran out of nights. I mean, it, it just got to the point this year that that you've got to book these shows when you can get them and kind of fit it together like a jigsaw puzzle. And uh, we wanted nine nights and we just ran out. We probably could have filled 12 nights, but um, it, it's just how it worked out. So we'll put the classic country and maybe the oldies on on tap for 22 and uh, hopefully 21 is going to be big. Well, that's an amazing lineup. Um, I think that's probably one of the the most diverse lineups that I think I've, I've ever seen the fair have. And it's really exciting to see so many different musical genres and activities. I mean, you, you said it right when you started it off, we wanted to have something for everybody. And, you know, if you like music, there's at least one of those shows that's going to appeal to you. So that's, that's awesome. That's really exciting. And some major, major performers that you have coming, um, as you mentioned about, um, just the, the country act that's coming on the first night right. and Pitbull. And I mean, those are superstars. Yep. So. I mean, Pitbull's an international superstar. He's known all over the world and, and probably the biggest star we'll have on the stage this year. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be something that, that we're going to look at and uh, we'll watch the ticket sales and see what the response is really closely. And uh, hopefully it's the start of something that we can do every year. And I know you mentioned about Blippy. Um, so that's going to lead me right into my next question is like, you know, we did talk about a lot of the different things at, that are at the fair, but at the end of the day, the fair is a very wholesome, family friendly activity and lots of stuff that the kids love. So outside of Blippi, if you've got kiddos, what, what can you expect? What, what do you, what is a setup that's, that's going to make them go and just go bonkers? So the first thing I want to say is that you can come to the fair and do it pretty affordably. Okay. It, it doesn't have to cost you two or three or $400 to come to the fair. Uh, 
if you're a family of four, I mean, the adults get in for $8, the kids for six, you park the car for seven. All right. So, uh, and, and then you got food. I mean, if you want to ride, ride, sure. But there is so much to see and do here. Uh, probably the one thing that I really will talk about for kids is our Ag Education Center. And it's in Memorial Hall West. Uh, this started about three or four years ago for the first time. And uh, the whole purpose of an Ag Education Center is to introduce kids to agriculture and give them some hands-on uh, opportunities to, to see what it is and, and where our food comes from. That's primarily the focus of it. Um, so many kids today don't have an idea where our food comes from. And, and when we're in a um, sort of a, a metro area like York is, uh, and, and certain school systems don't have an ag program. Yeah, you've got schools out in the county who have FFA and there's kids involved in 4-H, but you've got a lot of city schools and city kids who, who don't have the opportunity to, uh, to, to see how corn grows or where your milk comes from. You know, I, I, I say it all the time and people get a chuckle out of it, but there's really kids out there who think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. You know, I mean, it, you know, and, and to give these kids a chance to see where that comes from and how it how it all comes together from from the, the field to the plate, uh, field to table. You know, that's kind of what we're all about. That's that's the mission of fairs to begin with is to promote agriculture. That's where the root of this fair is. So when people look at me and say, well, this fair's gotten away from its agricultural roots. No, we're actually going back toward them. Uh, we're, we're actually trying to expand on them. You know, we want to show these kids all the new things and people in general. I mean, you know, yeah, it's been around a long time, but but a lot of people don't understand hydroponics. Um, you know, they, they don't understand all the the genetically modified things that, that go on. And, and we want to give people a, an opportunity to understand that. We want to provide them with a, with a place they can ask questions to people who are at the fair, who, who are experts and know uh, and can explain to them what it is they're looking for. Um, so the Ag Ed Center is, is a really big thing. Uh, it's going to probably look a little bit different this year. We're still working on all those details. Uh, uh, there may not be quite as much hands-on, or uh, there may be a whole lot more hand sanitizing going on. I mean, we're still working on all those particulars, but it's still going to be there, and it's still going to be big. Um, the animals, you know, what kid doesn't love to go through the barn and, and look at the cows and, and the sheep and, and the pigs? Uh, they're all going to be here. We just had a livestock meeting last week, and, and all of those species and all of those classes are going to be here. Um, so those are the two big things. And then, of course, you bring a kid to the fair, you got to ride a ride. I mean, you've at least got to hop on the merry-go-round, right? So the bright lights, the sound, the music, the smells. I mean, um, you got to have at least one ride and, and probably multiple rides and at least one bag of cotton candy while you're here. So um, it's something that you can't really find anywhere else, not on this level. Uh, I mean, you can, the firemen's carnivals are great. And, you know, we, we encourage people to support their local fire carnivals and, and go out to those and have a great time. But there's an agricultural component of that that's not there. Yeah, you can go ride the rides and you can, you know, have a, have a cotton candy and, and spend some money on a game and, and maybe do the raffle and listen to some music and see your friends. But there's just a whole lot more to the fair to see and do. And, and that's why we want people to, to take advantage of it. Well, that is a lot of activities. And, and 
you know, you're right too. The, the cotton candy is a big thing. It's just, it tastes different at the fair. It's something about it just tastes different. Um, and it doesn't matter where you get it elsewhere. It doesn't have that same, same smell, same feel as, as York fair cotton candy. So, um, but between the carnivals, that's, those are just primers to get everybody revved up for the, there you go. For the fair this year. There you go. So, well, Brian, I know that we're uh, coming up on our time here today. Uh, so I don't want to hold you up too much longer. I actually do have a couple of quick things, though, to round us out here today. Um, just like your Triple Tuesday, uh, I have a little bit of a tongue twister that we do to wrap up some of our podcasts. And it's the we call it the I Heart Yoko Triple Trivia, uh, because the York County Economic Alliance, one of our mottos is the I Heart Yoko or I Love Yoko. Um, so in that spirit, we started I Heart Yoko Triple Trivia. And I've got three quick questions for you, um, but we're going to do yours with a little bit of a York Fair spin on it. So if you're all set, I'm going to dive into the first question, and that's going to focus on the I in I Heart Yoko. So finish this sentence and tell me why you picked this. The game at the York Fair that I have to play every year is? I got it. Um, because why not? You know, um, there's just something about sitting there and aimlessly throwing balls and trying to line them up into uh, diagonals or the tic-tac-toe method. Uh, I've always got a chance to win that game, right? <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. It, but sometimes you're lucky if you can even find a seat at some of those. True. True. Yeah. yeah they are very popular. So uh, that's a good, good game. Good win. I look forward to it every year myself too. And it's cheap. But, yeah, yeah. You can you can spend hours playing it. That's right. You know, you can take 10 bucks there and probably sit there all night. So all right. So question number two then for the heart in iHeart Yoko. We're gonna to go to that food category. And with that in mind, what is your favorite food or food stand that you have to visit every year? All of them. Um, Somehow I knew that was going to be the answer, but uh, there was nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's hard to pick just one. Uh, and that's the good thing about working at the fair. Uh, you're here for 10 days and you're going to get at least two meals a day plus a snack. So you get a chance to try 30 things. Uh, yeah, there's some you go back to, but but uh, you name it. I mean, I've got a serious sweet tooth. So so sticky buns, cinnamon rolls, funnel cakes, all that's pretty good. But then also there's nothing better than a a sausage or, or even a pretzel. And, and gosh, there's just so many things. I mean, um, and it's, it's really, you know, when, when I say, well, you can try 30 different things. If you do two meals a day, plus a snack, you're thinking, oh, that's a lot. it is a lot, but you still have a hard time picking where you want to go. Ice cream. That's another good one too. And ice cream is oh. going to be even bigger this summer. So. Yes, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, uh... And those yeah. big Amish donuts, you know, those are amazing too. So there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Come, come hungry because you're going to have your choice and, and right. it's amazing. The, the different things you'll be able to pick from and snack from and try. So, all right. Great answer to that one too. All right. Your last question. Third one for the Yoko portion of the, what is your favorite Yoko or I heart Yoko? What is your favorite Yoko competitive entry to look at? I think there's just, you know, like you, I like all of the entries, uh, but there's just something about the animals. There's something about the livestock that just screams fair. Um, the sounds, uh, I mean, let's face it, the smells 
the noise smell the best, but you know, there's just something about the, the, the bedding and, and the smell and the atmosphere that's in the barns and here in our arena. Um, you know, when, when you go in and you just see row after row of cattle stalled or pen after pen of, of sheep or, or pigs or lambs, uh, it, it just screams fair. I mean, think about all the movies throughout the years that have been made. Charlotte's Web, I mean, that's a cartoon, but, but still, or a book. Um, you know, all of the, all of the, the things about animals, um, it's, it's just, to me, screams fair. So uh, livestock's a big part of it. And, and it goes right back to the mission of what the fair is and, and what it was all founded on and what it's about. So uh, I think that's probably the one thing. But gosh, I mean, you start thinking, I mean, you think about the quilts, and the flowers and the plants and the watermelons and the tomatoes and all of the things you see and and just row after row of blue ribbons you know people that have won the blue ribbons or they've gotten supreme in their class and they've got the big purple rosette um that screams it too so there's just so much of it that's tied together it's hard to say that this part's my favorite i can go into any one of those buildings and literally spend hours um and and that's always something that i look forward to getting a chance to do and it's an amazing way to see all the, the talent that people have in our, our local community here. I mean, you're, the, the quilts, the, the paintings, the photographs. I mean, you just, just look at that and it blows you away how creative and resourceful people are and how good they are at doing some of those things. So, uh, and then back really to the food, how could I forget the whoopie pies? I mean, <laughs> good day. You know, you go into the grandstand and there's only like 200 flavors or something in <laughs> And so, uh, and there's never a way to try them all, but you can't forget those. Well, you can get some to go. So, all right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you get a better deal if you get 10 to go or something like that. So, and, that, and that's one of the secrets to attending the fair, get some of that stuff to go. So if mm-hmm. you can't get back there the next day, you've got lunch and dinner all there set you go. to go. That's so. right. All right, Brian. Uh, it has been awesome spending some time with you today. Uh, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk about this year's fair and all of the food, rides, competition, entertainment, uh, music, musical performances that are going to be here this year. It's exciting. We're all counting down to it and looking forward to being there this year. We look forward to seeing you in July. All right. We'll see you at the fair. All right. Thanks, Brian. You take care. Okay. You too.